Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it and how it's changed their lives. I wanted to play an instrument because musicians are so cool and I wanted to be cool but I found playing an instrument was kind of hard. In today's episode, I chat to Kevin Chennell from COVID-free Perth, Western Australia. He talks about how much fun it is to busk with a large group of ukulele players, about travelling the world to hang out with some great musicians, and he even convinces his wife Lynn to join him for one of his songs. Please enjoy. ukulele player, introduce yourself. Good afternoon, uh, my name's Kevin Channel. I live in Kalamunda, which is a beautiful sort of uh, hills environment uh, overlooking Perth. Lovely. Now I've only been to Perth, oh, I think once or twice, I'm not really familiar, so especially for my international listeners, yeah. um, describe where that is. Yeah, well Perth is on the west coast of Australia, uh, in Western Australia, which is a vast state. Um, sort of bordering the Indian Ocean. And um, Perth is about two-thirds of the way down that coast. Um, It has a Mediterranean climate. It's a beautiful place to live, about two million people. So it's cosmopolitan, but it's also one of the most isolated cities in the world. So um, if you like uh, beautiful scenery, clean water, fresh air, it's a great place to live. And ukulele too, apparently. Yeah, we've got, a, we've got quite a good, I'd say a thriving ukulele scene in Perth. Again, because we're isolated, you have to, uh, uh, in some ways, make your own fun. But there is a, a good um, ukulele following here. And we get international artists, our national artists come over. And um, there's heaps of ukulele clubs, you know. Most suburbs have got a club and um, they communicate well together. We've got a, a WA ukulele network where we all share ideas and opportunities. So, yeah, it's a really good scene. And you're particularly isolated at the moment because of COVID. You've still got your borders closed in WA, haven't you? Yeah, it's, it's amazing because we're living a very free life within a closed border. So our international borders are closed and our national border with South Australia and NT is closed. However, within our own state, which, as I said, is huge, and we span from the tropics right down to very cold climates in the south, we can do pretty much anything. So my wife and I travelled up north recently, uh, went fishing and swimming in winter, just gorgeous. People are going to the pub. I'm going to a music festival with my wife this month and we're performing. Um, There'll be crowds there. People are very careful, uh, but they're also quite relaxed. We haven't had a community case for 150 days. Wow, that is a long time. We don't have the virus, basically. We don't have it. Now, touch wood, but our borders are strictly closed. Yeah. ACT, where I am, is pretty similar, except that um, our borders aren't closed. And we are very close to, of course, New South Wales. In fact, we're surrounded by New South Wales. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so while we're we're kind of comfortable, we we know that anyone could just appear from Sydney at any time and and bring it in. Yeah, yeah, so a little more careful. But that's good that it hasn't, um, that means that you're not stuck at home having to, to play on your own. You can go and play with people. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, so we, the first couple of months of COVID, we, we were sort of confined to barracks, you know, we could go out for exercise. And we did a lot of Zooming with our ukulele group and we did some international Zooming, which was, you know, quite successful um, and useful. Um, but we, we came out of that a few months ago and we haven't really returned to it, touch yeah. wood. So let's go back then a little in your, your d- distant past. What was the first instrument you played? A guitar. So when yeah, I was living in Sydney uh, and I went to Sydney University studying vet science. A number of my friends were interested in music and I, I picked up a very cheap guitar and I used to play that. Right, so you self-taught? Yeah, yeah. Not very good. But over the years, I, <laughs> I think all guitarists start that way. I mean, it's hard to pick. The guitar's a difficult instrument. I mean, people think because it's so popular, it's easy. But I find the guitar challenging, and I'm still learning on it. Uh, but it's a beautiful instrument. So I gradually got better, and then I got into pub bands and street performances, uh, festivals, wineries, you know, those, those sort of gigs. And I did that for about 10 or 15 years. And then what um, prompted you to pick up a ukulele? Yeah, well, it was sort of by default. Um, when I retired, which was three years ago, I was a veterinary surgeon by, by training. When I retired, I was looking around to make sure I did something sort of um, active and interesting. And I looked for mandolin and guitar courses because that's what I played at the time. And I couldn't find any locally. And I saw this one advertised. It was called Ukulele Fun. I thought, oh, <laughs> that's going to be good. I thought, oh, well, that, that can't be bad. And a few of my rock band friends laughed, you know. They said, oh, Kevin, you can't be doing that. So I did it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Don't them. tell me I can't yeah, do don't it. Don't tell me I can't have fun. So anyway, I went along and um, so I went along to this community learning centre and there was a lovely lady there, um, Anna Maria, and, and she taught everybody how to play the C chord. And then next week we'd learn the F chord, you know. Um, and away it went. And... You know, obviously, coming from a guitar background, it wasn't that difficult, but the people I was playing with um, were all sorts of people, and um, most of them were really having a ball with it, and they found it relatively easy. So I stuck with it and actually started to get into the instrument, and, um, you know, it can be quite a complex instrument if you want to make it, so... Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's what you make it. Yeah. So now tell me what you, the kinds of things you do ukulele-wise now, because you seem to have a, quite a few things that you do. Yeah, look, it's pretty active. So, so what happened with the community learning centre was um, you quickly make friends in that um, atmosphere, lots of sort of senior people and uh, really nice people. So um, I, I got to know them quite well and I, it came to the end of the term and I said, well, what do you do now? Like, and they said, oh, we take a break. And I said, um, and I had some ideas from my band experience. I said, well, why don't we get together and just see what we can do, you know, singing and playing. And so we, we got together at my house, about 15 of us, and they really enjoyed it. So um, following that, I decided to create a ukulele group in Kalamunda. And um, we now meet monthly for rehearsing. And we've gone on a learning journey for three years. Part of that journey has been performing. So we perform widely. Uh, we go to nursing homes, community centres. We'll perform on the street. I really enjoy street performance. Yes, now I noticed that on your, um, I think it was your Facebook page that yeah. you do a lot of a lot of yeah. busking. I thought yeah. that was fascinating because most groups don't seem to do that. How did that start? Well, I've got a busking background, so I thought, well, and this is probably, um, you know, because of my own interests. So I, I kind of steered the group <laughs> where 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 I felt most comfortable. I'm, I'm not that. I've done folk clubs and things like that. I, I find the intensity of some venues a bit daunting, but I love the openness. 
and the um, spontaneity of street performance because you know little kids come up and dance people drop money in the the jar and um, uh, it's just a wonderful experience so so we, I thought well I'm enjoying this let's try it as a group so now we'll have up to 30 people on the street we, well actually we play on the footpath so you must have quite wide footpaths <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of people <laughs> Well, it's, it's amazing. Like um, we've we've played one. We play sometimes in a central mall, and we end up with, and uh, you know, adults being adults, they'll pick where they want to stand. And uh, I played one recently, and there was about fifteen of us on one side of this walkway, and then another fifteen on the other side. And then when people were walking past, <laughs> they were getting this stereo effect. And oh. um, to the to their credit, that. You know, to their credit, they got into it and they dance through or, or laugh, you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it is a lot of people. And um, and if you're not careful, the sound can go out of whack. Um, yeah. And you end up with sort of um, people singing a verse behind <laughs> or, or, or whatever. So you, you've got to really keep an eye on it. But they're all very good now and um, they, they're, they're competent and really happy to, to do it. It's going really well. We get a very good reception. Okay, so you never had anyone walk up to you and tell you to shut up or pay you to stop? No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, we don't seem to get heckled much. We, we, we play with other musicians. We had a flautist and a bass player and a banjo player with us recently. And we had this guy who was a bit excited and um, he kept interrupting us. Well, he didn't interrupt us because I just kept going. But he kept saying, that's not a ukulele. You know, he'd be pointing at the other instruments. And um, so I'd say, no, it's not a ukulele, but this is. And, and off we go. So that's the only time I remember any sort of um, interference with what we do. Mostly people are very gracious and seem to get a kick out of seeing young and old people playing uh, together and uh, just having a good time. So when you started the group, um, how did you, did, did people flock to it or did you have to go searching for them? No, look, I've never, I've never searched for members. We, I think the thing works on word of mouth like um, friends of friends come along or someone hears us playing and they say, oh, can, can we join? And I'll say, yeah, sure, here's the Facebook page or whatever. So that's kind of how it works. And um, we've grown from probably 15. We've now got 90 on the Facebook page. They don't all wow. play at, we don't, they don't all play at once. And some of them are guests who have played with us before, you know, international people or um, Australian people who've given us workshops and concerts. But we'll have 30 or 40 at a session now, uh, once a month. Oh, that's, that's pretty good attendance, yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. And yeah. more than that, it gets a bit hard to manage anyway. It does. Yeah. It does. It's challenging. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you said that you and your wife perform. Yes. So does she also play ukulele or does she, she do does. something else? She oh, does. Right. And, I, and I, I'm optimistic, but um, it may not happen. I wanted to do Blue Hawaii because we both have been to Hawaii and it's a corny song, but it's a beautiful song in a way. Well, in many ways. And um, I was going to ask her to do a duet with me. It may happen. Okay, um, look, I'm happy today. either way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it sounds a bit <laughs> odd, me singing to myself. But um, we'll see what happens. Okay. So, yeah, she, she, she plays with me and uh, we're going to the festival together uh, at the end of this month. So, yeah. And which, which festival was that? Did you tell me it's, that? Um, no, it's a bluegrass and old-time music festival down in Manjimup. And um, so the gang and I have had to learn a whole bunch of bluegrass songs, which we'd never played before. Oh, it's um, a good challenge for you? It's a good challenge. Most of them are in G. Oh, that's um, easy, yeah? Yeah, it's a good good key, uh, one one sharp. Yeah, nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. 
So um, your website is Australian Ukulele Festival. So what, what is that? Yeah, well, I'll explain that. So um, when I started the ukulele and we got the group going, I met someone very interesting from Busselton, which is 200 kilometres south of Perth. I have actually seaside. been to Busselton, one have of you? the few places I have Gorgeous. Been. Yes, Gorgeous lovely place. <clears throat> and her name's Barbara Taylor. She's quite dynamic. So you meet dynamic people and um, um, you get inspired. And she said, oh, Kevin, we've been uh, thinking of inviting international people out. And she had Sam Brown out. Sam is quite a famous singer if you go back to the 70s. Um, she used to sing uh, with musicians from Pink Floyd and Deep Purple. Anyway, so she had Sam Brown down at Bustleton, and Sam's father is Joe Brown, and he's a ukulele player. So, and she said, oh, we've got Sam out at the moment, come down and watch that. So I came down, spent a couple of days with my wife, went to this festival, and then she said, well, why don't we bring some other people out? And we've ended up bringing out um, ukulele Russ from Alaska, a lady called Samantha Muir from Britain. Um, I've heard about her. Yeah, yeah. She, she's Look, she's so impressive, and she stayed in our house for a week and became like um, a very close friend. But she's an absolutely immaculate musician. So she studied classical guitar, and then she got interested in the ukulele and machette, which is a small instrument, even smaller than the uke. And um, so she plays that, and she studies that uh, music from Madeira and uh, Portugal, the origins of the uke and the machette. And um, anyway, she, she did a concert and she did three workshops on reading tab and playing fingerstyle ukulele. Ukulele Russ did a concert on, well, it's just wild. This guy's wild from Alaska. <laughs> and um, he's a fabulous musician and very amusing, uh, crazy. Anyway, he did a concert for us and he did a workshop. Um, and then we got um, Anu Grace, who's a jazz singer from uh, Queensland. And she did a concert with us, but she created a ukestra, you know, which is a, a ukulele yep. orchestra. Yep. And um, we performed some gypsy jazz numbers before her show. So it was a really good learning experience over a couple of weeks um, coming to grips with gypsy jazz. So, so what we tried to do with the Australian Ukulele Festival um, is I grabbed that business name because I thought, well, maybe there's an opportunity for, you know, running workshops and festivals and concerts. And no one had taken the name, which surprised the heck that out of me. That is surprising, yeah. And so I thought, oh, well, you know, 80 bucks or something, and you... <laughs> oh, I, should, I shouldn't give this away. Um, <laughs> so, so I registered the business name, and we were going to have Ukulele Russ out again in March this year, and then, of course, COVID hit. So That's right. He was going to be in Canberra as well in yeah. March, um, when I was actually overseas, would you believe? <laughs> were you? Crikey. Yeah, yeah, that's another story. So, so the idea with the festival site and the business name was to do just that, the stuff I've described, uh, but it's basically on hold now until COVID lifts its um, Yeah, its yeah otherwise right now it can only be the Western Australian Ukulele yes. Festival, can't it? <laughs> I haven't registered that. No. Oh, that's good. There's been a lot of possibilities there when the world goes what, mm. back to whatever normal is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, it might be time to you to see if you can grab your wife and, and, and do this song for us. Yes. I don't know how it's going to go. I'll, I'll just go and get her and see if she'll do it. Oh, so she's here, Meredith. Hi, Lynn. Now, this is going to be great. All right. <laughs> it's not going to be great. <clears throat> it's going to be great. So here we are, Blue Hawaii. 
The night is heavenly This magic night of nights with you Night and you and blue Hawaii This night is heavenly And you are heaven to me So come with me, come with me, while the moon is on the sea, while the moon is on the sea, the night's so young, so young, and so are we. So come with me, come with me, while the moon is on the sea, while the moon is on the sea, the night's so young, so young, and so, so are we. Isn't it lovely? Yeah, it's a classic, and that was beautifully performed. Well done, Lynn. She said she's not doing any more. No, that's fair. <laughs> well, thank her for me, because I think having that little harmony it really makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, look. Yeah, I tried this. I mean, I love the song, and we perform it on the street. And I'm lucky there, because um, there's, there's about five women who do the echo for me, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll do the line, and then suddenly there'll be these beautiful female voices, and you just go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Now, before you, put, um, before you put your ukulele down, show me what ukulele you have there. Oh, right. Well, that, well so I bought this ukulele in, um, in Hawaii uh, with Lynn. Lynn and I toured the factory. It's a Kanalea. Oh, nice. Um, 1500 US, so it's not cheap, but um, it's so solid koa. Yeah. And uh, I've put a, an LR Bags pickup in it myself. <clears throat> so I can amplify it, and it just sounds, it just sounds beautiful. The Hawaiian um, one's lovely, yeah. I, I yeah. bought a, a Koaloha when I was there, about oh, the same price. Yeah. And again, solid Koa, beautiful. It's, it's, it's just, I just look at it, and it's just stunning. Anyway, my listeners are tired of hearing about my Koaloha. I, I manage to get yeah. it in every time. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, I'm a big um, so, fan. <laughs> <laughs> so do you suffer from ukulele acquisition syndrome, or are you no. restrained? No. No, I'm restrained. I, um, I bought a... Um, a very basic but good ukulele, um, about $350 with a pickup and a tuner. Um, I think it was a Cordoba, something like that, anyway. I've got one of um, those too, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're nice. Yeah. They're made in China, but they're, they're quality. They're considered the best of that 
ilk, <clears throat> and um, I was very happy with that, and I used to play it on the street. Um, and then I went to Hawaii with Lynn, and um, we did, toured the factory, and I was just overwhelmed with the, the beauty of those Hawaiian ukes, and I said, oh, I'm buying this, so I bought it. Lynn was happy about that. And when I came back, I sold, I sold the uke to this young, budding ukulele player. Okay. I sold the other one. <clears throat> so, so I only have one. Wow, that is very unusual. Mm. And do you do the low G or the high G on that? Because it means you've got to pick one. You can't have a, one uke with each. Yeah, look, I've tried, <laughs> tried both, but for me, <clears throat> the, the Hawaiian sound is important. So I've gone with the high G. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So tell me, so you obviously like the Hawaiian music. What yeah. other kind of things do you like to play aside from learning bluegrass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so bluegrass has been surprisingly enjoyable. Um, I mean, the beauty of that genre is the very simplicity of the chord structure, but they put very complicated harmonies and instrumentation on top. Um, the other stuff we play and I enjoy playing is um, ragtime. It seemed because of the you know the history of the uke. A lot of ragtime music written in the 30s, 20s, mm. what have you, um, specifically for the uke. So it was incredibly popular then. <clears throat> so we play that. Um, we haven't found rock and roll translates all that well to the uke. It, it seems a bit naff, if I can use that <laughs> word. Like, yeah, I think you. <laughs> and for, for ukulele to play that, I think you do need other instruments. You need to have your bass and other things to yeah. round it out. It doesn't really work yeah. for just, just a, a room yeah. full of ukuleles, yeah. So we do play some rock and roll. We do Hound Dog and Jump, Jive and Whale. Um, we do Minor Swing by Django Reinhardt. So that's sort of... And we play that instrumentally and have a, a violinist or a flute player play over the top um, with that. And we play some country. Um, that, that's, that's kind of... We play a few popular tunes. So we've got a young lady who's, I think, nine or ten with us in our oh, group. Wow. And so we play Riptide. Um, you know, it's just beautiful with the young person there playing that for yes. some reason because all the kids love it. Yeah. And um, she'll play Brown Eyed Girl and Here Comes the Sun and she does the lead melody on that. So That's, that's a really, tricky one. It's tricky, but it's yeah. nice. So, so it that's quite cool. inspiring to, to play with her. Mm, excellent. And uh, do, you, do you write any songs or you just... Yes, yeah? yes, I, mostly on guitar. And um, <clears throat> so I have, I've tried translating them to the uke and, uh, yeah, I mean, it hasn't quite worked for me. So I haven't written any songs on the uke, um, although I've written instrumental pieces. Okay. I find that easy. Yeah, I find that a bit easier because, you know, it's in C. And if you just noodle around with the C scale and, and various permutations, it, it seems to fit beautifully. So I've tried that, and that sounds great to my ears. Um, um, but I haven't written any songs yet on the uke. Oh, well, there's plenty of songs out there anyway. You don't need to write them. Thousands. I've only written one. I don't have the inspiration to write a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I went through a songwriting period in uh, about 10 years ago and um, did some recording with guys, and it was really enjoyable, but um, I've sort of moved now to live performance, really. And do you teach as well? Well, some would say yes, some would say no. Um, but <laughs> what, we, what, we do, what we do at the monthly sessions is um, we'll work on arranging songs particularly. That's particularly what I like to do. Um, but we'll sometimes do some technical aspects as well. So um, 
Uh, we've done finger picking, uh, different rhythms, um, and some music theory. I find in the ukulele groups it's helpful to add that music theory, and mm. people are usually quite keen to to learn about it. And most um, groups so don't really do the theory. They they just say, here, here's a chart, play a chord. And I yeah. think it's really good to have a bit of that theory behind you. Yeah, yeah. I actually did yeah. um, some of the... Um, the Australian music examinations um, online. The first um, year, uh, the one, two, and three, grade one, two, and three yeah. of music theory you can do online. And I've yeah. found that a really, really handy thing. Yeah, look, I, I think it kind of opens a doorway. <clears throat> and there's all these aha moments when you start to understand chords and scales. And, uh, and it's quite beautiful and, and mathematical, and it goes right back to Pythagoras. And it's amazing. Just amazing how Western music is constructed. And that's the other thing, of course, because, you know, it all makes sense to us with our Western ears, <clears throat> but that's only one form of music. That's right, and it's all, when you think about it, I mean, it's just something someone, you know, made up. It's yeah. not um, It's not like, <laughs> you know, science says music works this way. That's just, yeah, our own method of doing it, and there's so yeah. many ways you could do it. Yeah, and I, so I find the whole history of, <clears throat> of music theory to be incredibly interesting. Um, and um, so yeah, I, I went to WAPA, the Australian, uh, the WA Australian. Where am I? The WA Performing Arts <laughs> Academy. <Right. laughs> and then I studied jazz improvisation. Oh, nice. Um, and singing, and a few other things. And um, I always felt a bit left-footed in that environment because I don't have formal musical background, but I, I persevered with it, and um, I just learnt an enormous amount and realised how much I didn't know. Mm, and yeah. and um, so I keep trying to learn. Yeah. I always know how much I don't know when I hear other people talking about it and think, <laughs> and then start talking different forms and, and weird, and I just think, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I should know that, but I don't. But it's good to always have more things to learn, isn't it? It is, and, um, and I think everybody, and this is what the lecturers at uh, WAPA used to say, is, um, Kevin, don't worry about being as good as this person or that person in the class. It's not important where are you on your musical journey and what have you learned and so but, you know I think that's really important like take a personal view of it and if you're better tomorrow than you were yesterday I mean that, that's great that, that's what it's about yeah absolutely it's not a contest no no that's right um, it's all about having some fun with it isn't it yeah yeah and personal satisfaction <laughs> exactly <laughs> well do you have a second song for me I do and um, yeah, I'll do a sort of more of a ragtime thing. And um, I like the history of this song. I mean, this is Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. And um, I discovered this song at a music festival. And there was this one-man band playing it, <clears throat> who was a ukulele player, because it's, it's kind of a ukulele song. And he was playing it with a drum on his back and he'd pick up the clarinet periodically and put down the ukulele on a strap. Um, and he had whistles and bells and he was walking around singing this song and it's not, not an easy song because um, it changes key in the middle. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea and it was written in 1932 and um, it's been covered by George Harrison who was a great ukulele fan. Yes, he loved the and, ukulele, didn't he? Yeah, so, so I sort of got onto this song and um, I played it in another band on the street, I haven't mastered it, but I like it, <clears throat> and um, it's quite different to that other song, so I thought maybe I'd give it a go. Are you going to whip out a clarinet part way through? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy if I get through the song. Okay. <laughs> 
<clears throat> so should we give it a go? Let's try it. So I'll start this off like um, <clears throat> George Harrison starts it off. And it's interesting, on the record he, he did, he actually mucks it up, the first part of the song. Um, so he repeats it. Well, it's nice, they left it on the record. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's, you know, he's relaxed, he's a famous man. Well, he know. can do what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I don't want you, but I hate to lose you. You've got me in between the devil and the deep blue sea. I can't forget you You've got me in between The devil and the deep blue sea I want to cross you off of my list When you come knocking at my door Fate seems to give my heart a twist And I come running back for more I should hate you But I guess I love song i really like it's a, it it's a great song look it up um i can send you the chord sheet yes and yeah. um you know that key change that you don't the tricky thing about it for a vocalist and i um, i struggle with it but it wasn't too bad today is um, it goes from f to a but you have no musical indication because you go straight from f into a and you've got to guess <laughs> yeah where, you've got to guess where that note goes and you can kind of adjust it as you sing it as you hear the A chord, yep. but you don't actually play the A chord before you sing it. So, yes, that's right. You've got to know so exactly where, you, where you're, wild, you're heading. It's a wild <laughs> guess. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're up to our, our final question now, which is how has ukulele changed your life? Yeah, well, in, in, in many ways. Um, so I spoke a bit about my wife on this segment. And um, so both of us are, are playing in the, the ute group and we've traveled together. We went to Hawaii and Alaska. Ukulele Russ invited us up and um, I went moose hunting for three days. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it was pretty incredible. We didn't shoot anything, but we were armed and we saw bear paw prints that were massive. You know, these grizzlies. Uh, we saw caribou, beaver. We saw moose, but they weren't of legal size, so we didn't shoot them, which is fair enough. Um, but just an incredible experience. So, so, so a couple of things. Um, ukuleles in encouraged me to travel to some very interesting places because of the beautiful people that I've met through ukulele. So I mentioned ukulele Russ and Samantha Muir 
and Anu Grace. I mean, they're just wonderful artists and they've stayed with me and Lynn at our house and that, that's changed the way I think about things um, and what music can give you and what relationships uh, can be formed through music. Um, the other important thing for me is um, the community engagement. I mean, our group is a beautiful bunch of people, um, 40 of us on the street at a time sometimes, and we engage with nursing homes, community centres, and we change people's days, you know what I mean? Like you go to a nursing home and they just love it. And um, although some of them might have some issues with, um, you know, dementia or ageing or whatever, um, they remember the songs we play, like, you know, they're old songs we play for them. Um, you Are My Sunshine, that sort of stuff. They know all the words and yet they just light up. Um, so that's a beautiful experience. Um, and I mentioned some of the, the stretches um, in terms of musical skill development for, for both me and the group. So that's been a great journey as well. So, yeah, there, there's some of the things that being in a ukulele group has done um, and the relationships that you build as a result. Um, and a heap of fun. I mean, it's just a, a hoot yeah. to be out on the street or in a community centre and to get people to light up and start dancing. I mean, it's just a hoot. It makes you feel good. <laughs> well, and that's all that matters, really, isn't it? What's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> important. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin, so much for talking to me today. Um, it has been lovely to meet you. Yeah, likewise. And um, look forward to, uh, to watching your website and seeing the others that you interview. And it's a very good initiative. I mean, I was a bit surprised and the, the, the title's very catchy. <laughs> it is a good title, isn't it? A lot of people look at it and say, oh, yes, it is yeah, the new black. You're right. It. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new something. That's right. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. Pleasure. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and I performed it with Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums, Jim Croft, Paul Marsh, Chris Williams and Sandra Shaw. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's podcast, there are links in the show notes as well as a playlist with songs relating to today's episode on the Ukulele is the New Black YouTube channel. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please tell your friends, it helps. Episodes are released every second Monday and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Um, so you had, but you've got a website which is Australian Ukulele, Ukulele Festival. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Hang on, I should let me just go back and ask you that question again because yeah. that was that was yeah, dodgy yeah. as. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. You can cut that bit out. <laughs> I will. So I saw your website is Australian Ukulele Festival. Hang on, now my my son's just walking mm. in the front door. Mm. We'll we'll do it three times. That's fine. Oh, cool. Um, is that you there, Michael? Can you yes walk through, please? I know. <laughs> See, I did tell you that, um, yes, I have no doors. Because <laughs> it's the new... B